0: William Prince is a Juno Award winner, singer, songwriter. He is releasing and has released his third brand new album. It's called Gospel First Nation. William Prince is here with us today. Why don't you start by sharing a little bit more about what you've been up to recently?
1: This, this time that we're living through right now has really put things into perspective. Uh, I said earlier that 2020 would be the year of clarity and uh, it's more clear now than ever just how important our health and families are and you know inspired by Mother's Day when I would normally drive out to Pegwus and see my mom Uh, the reserve was on lockdown due to COVID and no one was allowed entry so while doing one of my live streams, I dedicated a couple songs, a couple of her favorite gospel songs to her. And uh, in the comments and the reaction to it was was very real and people I could see felt moved by it. And this time in general, what we're living through with, uh, you know, amendment to what I guess we're all used to living our lives and the fellowship we're missing and gathering um, it's all very reminiscent of when my dad and I would be tasked with singing at wake services and funerals growing up in Pegasus. Uh Our Musical Foundation is rooted in country folk gospel songs and traditional hymns, emulated from the greats like Hank Williams and Charlie Pride and and Johnny Cash, kind of adding to the cloth of all the greats, Elvis Presley, Willie Nelson, and all the influences, um, even in Patsy Cline's music. I think, I think back to these singers and sound of an era, and how you had First Nations people doing their best interpretation of these songs, um, arguably... Um, singing songs that were put in place to extinguish indian identity in canada where the the use of the doctrine of christianity and these songs were big parts in the colonization and assimilation of first nations people to govern and set a standard for i guess right and wrong and uh putting in place an architect that there can be obedience to and allow for more control. And all these complexities aside, I chose to speak on this because I know for a fact there are believers in the Lord who, uh, follow, you know, the teachings of God and the Bible and, um, wherever two or three are gathered, there is great fellowship. That's what the Bible says. And, um, I come from very humble beginnings playing for a congregation of 11, and six of us were on stage in the band, you know, and (laughs) I I wanted to present these songs because Gospel First Nation is a geographical sound imprint, and this is a historical recording in the great history of Canada because it captures a sound from a people, um, you know, lifting up uh, a lord and savior who the messengers were kind of brought for for different intentions and uh, the things that I've taken from the teachings and um today I say I'm very much in tune with a higher po- a higher power and you know a creator and that I'm humble enough every day to have an ongoing dialogue of gratitude with the universe, and I believe in science and medicine. I was raised, and that way I went to university and gathered my own facts, enlightened myself so I'd know what I was speaking about when defending and, I guess, criticizing certain things about this particular subject.
0: Wow. Do you... I I so appreciate your stance, your upbringing, your history in all of this, and the way that you're going about this. Um, do you, is this record, it's sounding like this, so I would just love for you maybe to, to um, go a bit more deeper and unpack this a bit more, but do you, is this record sort of a redemption between Christianity and the First Nations people in the the darkness that that was there for for people representing god in that time using it not in a good way obviously but but bringing that back to something yeah
1: you know it's not for me to say it wouldn't be for my album to be the final linking point of that kind of reconciliation because the reconciliation between church and first nations people is an ongoing, ever-changing, and evolving relationship that still um, is kind of weakly backed by thin apologies and less action. So the true reconciliation is not going to come from the First Nations population outward. We agreed from the beginning to share the land. We peacefully invited shared resources when people would have starved to death when people could have been left to their devices. Ironically, as a lot of people are now, living on the very First Nations communities that my dad and I, my family and I would have traveled to, sharing this testimony and song, uh, the power of the Lord and how believing in Him uh, can lead to a life of prosperity, of favor, of protection, of all these great things that I still give thanks for today, and highly influence my music show and connection with anybody I cross paths with. So it would never be on one project or one book or one painting from the community to fully mend what is broken there, because this album was a lot to do when I started speaking of my solidarity with those at the focal point of the Black Lives Matter movement and those black Americans who are being failed at the hand of a racist, systemic, a systemically racist North American justice system where on both sides of the border, people of color and minorities, immigrants are being failed and mistreated, not given the same rights and privileges as a lot of individuals um this is a conversation that needs to happen now while people are listening to me and like i said the times that we're living in grieving a, a new person a new black person dead at the hands of police brutality and an agenda fueled during an election and misinformation going around that's Causing a great polarization in North America. Um, I, I, like I said, it feels like we're at a funeral. And the only thing appropriate, I feel, right now is gospel. The very definition of gospel is the good news. And I think now is what we are, in, that's what we're in need of. We're, we're missing fellowship. We're put in a place of, of I guess great reflection suddenly seeing what's important and uh, I don't know yeah if it gets if it gets any worse I I just wanted to leave this message here at least once because it's an important part of my past and my current life and uh, like I say those things aside there's great joy in this record there's jubilee and celebration there is nostalgia that comforts me in this uh, very interesting time, and that's what I hope people take from it. And we'll just appreciate it for what it is. Great Northern Interlake country gospel music.
0: Mm. Absolutely. Um, I noticed that two of your songs have the word, the name Jesus in there. Um, may I ask how faith has played a role in your life? I know you've already touched on it a bit, but...
1: Well, like I say, um, the early building blocks of faith, I think, teach you to trust in something better. I think it's the substance of uh, things hoped for and things not yet seen, loosely translated. And, you know, that's been... the uh, I guess the framework for my life, whether I was a young man figuring out life and um, struggling through university, trying to find my place in the world and uh, giving thanks there, um, or, you know, making it back from uh, a place where perhaps I didn't have the best judgment. In life and someone was looking out for me, protecting me, keeping me safe. And thankfully I didn't have too many occasions in life where I had to make hard decisions like that. But I'm thankful that I learned a lot and that I give gratitude to somebody, something, the cosmos. Um, when I, when I say Jesus, I'm, I'm talking more about the man who would have been spending his time with the poor and the sick and the, uh, those with bad mental health, those plagued by all these awful things that are out there. The ones that we sometimes, some people can turn their, their backs on. So, um, the word Christ can be a triggering word to a lot of people. So, there was an importance and accessibility to this album where I speak of concepts like all of us, no matter race or creed, we are all his children. A song made famous by the great Charlie Pride, one of the voices on the periphery of memory and music and my family and history. I think of him and the greats, you know, people would sing like him. And. Listening to those songs, learning the framework of songs and gospel music, always giving thanks. It's, uh, it's like second nature. I'm, I'm proud to say because, uh, it's all I can really put any real logic behind why all the good things in my life have come to be. Look at, look at where I've, I've come from, um, being here now. You know, I think of, I am the son of uh my mom, who was part of the Sixties Scoop, and my dad, who was set out uh in a very young life to make something of himself, kicked out of school, and a father young, a young native man trying to work on construction sites and make a living for himself, and eventually got the education and training to become a government worker and find a pension and take care of his family. So if I can come from that and sing me songs and it reminds me of this great time, you know, I give, I give thanks that uh, I could have had it far worse because I have family and friends who have had it a lot
0: worse. Mm. You talk about us, us as a whole, you know people needing gospel right now people needing the good news is there a part of you is there whatever part um that believes that Jesus is that good news as you say he 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 talked about unity that was such a, a heart cry he talked to the broken he he stooped down right like yeah
1: you know, I think a lot of the things Jesus stood for are the good news. Like I say, um, to place it on any one individual now, it's just for me. It's um, if there's an example to follow, it's it's up to the people. We we possess such a power, and like that unity that you mention, and all these worldly things get in the way, ego and misinformation, and allegiance to identity. That's a lot of the attack that Americans feel in the conflict of the Black Lives Matter movement is their identity as an American, free, is being attacked by somebody wanting equal rights. And it's like, when you've been privileged for long enough, equality feels like oppression. And that's the trouble. And I think of, if Jesus were here watching... How would we act? I don't know. I don't think you'd be too pleased with some of us, mm. myself included at times. And there is no one standing beacon of good that is going to change people. But I believe in the teachings and what he would have stood for. And, uh, from that, I think that's the good news because think of, think of it in this way. What, what do, what are we drawn to? What gets great attention other than the negative is when we see an uplifting, heartwarming video of somebody doing an act of kindness for the sake of it, for goodness sake, you know, when those things move, that's still real human connection. That's still real emotion and there's power and strength in that. So if we could lean more into those things, imagine a world filled with more of that. If everything was the inverse, we're so smothered by negative news. You know, Bob Dylan just spoke recently about how we're so drawn to the negative news. And again, speaking about little Richard's gospel music and how it's just good for the soul right now. And that's what, uh, that's what this album was about because I took a lot of great teachings from, I guess, the teachings of Jesus.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Do you mind if I ask if you are still close with your dad? You talked a lot about growing up with him, singing with him.
1: Um, my dad's been pastor for just over five years now.
0: Oh, wow, I'm sorry to hear that.
1: But uh, we, I love saying that we had no we had no unfinished business. He and I, mm. we all those rides we took to Fisher Bay, Manitoba. The very concept of this record a highway drive that feels like some kind of salvation and comfort built around this little place.
0: That's beautiful. I love it. Is yeah, yeah. So, your music, the past three albums, this really kind of took off after that. He
1: passed away just a couple of months before my first record came out okay. and never really saw the other side, but, you know, um, he was always a firm believer in my potential and spoke about it as if it were already happening. And that was enough to make me brave to try things and feel like I was supported. My mom was there too. I speak of him more because he's gone on, but, my mom is very much alive and um a huge part of my life and an even bigger part of why he was such a great man. You know, arguably the best thing about my dad was my mom. So um, they're, they're a very unique, beautiful pairing. Mm. who had their challenges and were real with one another and a belief in relationship in the Lord and raising their children that way. We weren't raised in a a strict home where we were ever condemned. We were taught to give thanks and I think because we were always leaning more towards the uh, the gratitude side of that relationship rather than the uh, you know it's not gonna make Jesus happy that you're listening to rock music, you know, and learning rock <laughs> riffs and or watching movies that aren't Christian you know, approved. And, you know, he wanted me to expand my mind and become smart and read every book and investigate everything on his own while preserving just a relationship and a humility enough that I, even in my grand knowing and accomplishment, I could still, at the end of my day, sometimes say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for safe passage on all these planes and cars I'm in. And thank you for people that show up to my shows and are involved in this journey. Thank you for my beautiful partner and my incredible son and my family that is healthy. Thank you for all these things, you know. Thank you God. Mm. And I think more humility and practice would just lead to greater peace amongst us, all of us. You know, there's the great fight going on. I I often wonder those who don't have a dialogue or some kind of, you know, relationship of some sort, someone to speak to, you know where you find those people? You find them in the the comment section of most news articles, um, reflecting their inner hurt outward onto people, you know. Sadness is just that anger and pain held in, or I should say anger is just that sadness and pain held in for too long and projected on others and so, like I say, allowing ourselves to be humble and open up, I guess, uh, uh conversation every day to be thankful that we're alive and get to be here. And that's, uh, that's the best message I've learned from all of this, from Christianity. And even though I'm a First Nations man, uh, I can still give thanks to that. I can still believe in the seven teachings of aboriginal law. I can still honor a creator and a higher power because one of the beauties of the First Nations people is the allowance of many truths, the fluidity between concepts of truth and respect for those truths and others. Even though we disagree, I can still respect that you're your own individual and I won't impede on your belief. And, you know, this is my introduction. This is my first steps into having this conversation about uh, colonialism and the history of Canada and why we can't be let off the hook for saying we're not as bad as the United States. That's one of the, the favorite paraphrases, quotes of being Canadian is, you know, we're inclusive and multicultural and, you know, have room for all faiths and all these things. And it's like there's a lot of dark history built on the uh, removal of my family and the history and the, the native uh, culture in this country. So like I say, uh, a complex amalgamation of two realms, one that can't be explained in one interview or one listen through. It's, it's a thing I'm going to talk about for the rest of my life. I think.
0: Absolutely. I believe that reconciliation, at least working towards that is so important as well as conversations like these. So thank you for, for continuing it.
1: Yes, and you know, I must say on the way out too, some of the, some of the kindest, um, open and loving people I've met on my journey in the world of just doing house concerts and playing little shows that you wouldn't even think had existed in communities back before things were where they are now good Christian white people, let me say, that took me in and would feed me and have fellowship in great homes and have raised wonderful, caring, empathetic children. I'm not putting this album out to further draw any lines between First Nations people, and that I'm trying to bring us to a point of equality and talking about this and sharing the goods of both cultures, both beliefs, and, you know, that's, that's what I want from this.
0: Thank you for this, and I look forward to hearing the rest of the album as well.
1: Hey, thank you so much.
0: Absolutely. Have a
1: great day. Bye now.
0: Bye.